Gentlemen, welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. We are glad that you are with us as we get started. A friendly reminder that nothing we say here is meant to be perceived as the official statement of doctrine or belief of any particular school, church, or calling body. We are not affiliated with any particular school, church, or calling body, and that everything we say here is simply the belief or opinion of the man who states it and nothing more. Let's get started with the show. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. Keep track. Yeah. What do you mean by deep track? You know, and like... Like a hymn I've never heard before in my uh, 21 years of being a Wells Lutheran. That was like all last semester for me. Yeah. All of last semester was deep tracks. And like, I don't dislike it, but there was zero... Variety. Well... It was like... I mean, I love hearing songs that I've never heard before, but... It's hard. I want to like have some familiarity as well. Right. You know, like... I can't right. think of one that would have been appropriate for the time. I suppose... Well, well you, you guys know Gus, Gus uh, Gustav. I'm sorry. This is the beginning. Yes, this is how it we is. Start? Gustav Wentz over here. Oh, we already started. Um, you guys know Ezra Bloomer. Heyo. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. My name is Cameron Schrader. What Tell else? us about yourself. What do you uh, give us a little elevator speech? Yeah, so I'm I'm a junior on the on the pre seminary track here at MLC. Well, this is an MLC, but a mile away. Um, I'm a summer staff at at Camp Philip. Uh, during the summers, I um, <laughs> ruined everything. The that was you ruined everything. It's true. Here, hold on. <laughs> it's okay. Break the break the awkward ums. But uh, at MLC, I I guess this is pertinent for this for this episode, especially I, on Thursday nights. I lead a, a worship session um, with my guitar. So nice. Hey, little, tell us about it. <laughs> tell us about your guitar. Session? Yeah. Oh. Well, about morning or evening praise. Yeah, so um, it started as, so I, I can't fill up where I worked during the summer. We set goals every year, and one of my goals leaving the summer um, after my, my uh, it was summer 2018, was to kind of keep the the group together at MLC <laughs> um, while, we were at, while we were at school. And so the plan to do that was the four or five or six of us who ever wanted to would come and just worship together on a regular basis. So it started as a Saturday morning thing. And then as I was gone on weekends, it kind of switched to Thursday night. But then um, I've done it every week since. I think we've missed two weeks total during my three years wow. um, at MLC. And I think it was like the third week that we that we met my freshman year, there was like 60 people there. Wow. Um, we were meeting out meeting outside at Luther Hollow. I think I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember going to that because you were you were an early um, attender. Yeah, at least a yeah. few times. Uh, yeah, I remember going to the first few, and then yeah. the school year went on, and I right. think that's just the tendency for anybody, honestly. But yeah, so it, it, very early on, it became a lot bigger than it, I intended it to be. But I was like, this is great. Like, obviously, there's a there's a climate, um, there's a group of people that desire to. Um, to worship in this way in addition to the chapels and the church services that they're attending um and so i was thrilled 
happy to do it. And yeah. it's consistently just um, one of the most refreshing parts of my week. Yeah. So. What do you think that, why do you think that is? Why does, uh, why is it so refreshing to do something outside the norm like that? Yeah, I think, um, I think that it's a, a way to have increased community. That's what I've always said is that, um, we, we do pray, we do, um, sing a lot of songs and there's a message every time, um, somebody gives a devotion, but one of my favorite parts of the sessions and one of the things that I think has caused it to grow so much is that, especially when we're outside, people will stay 20, 30 minutes in up to an hour afterwards and just talk and pray, like pray together and, and share their burdens. And like, this is something that, that happens, but not, not in an intentional way. Um, but, but being able to, I guess, facilitate this community around worship um, that allows people to do that has been really cool. And then that just makes the worship itself more meaningful too, because these people know that it's a safe place. Um, and I, I think also just to more directly answer your question, the variety is really cool. Um, God has blessed us with, with many different styles of music, um, some of which fit really well in, in our, the physical church, others of which maybe can be enjoyed elsewhere um, <laughs> for the most part. But um, no, I think that just like there's lots of different types of music, there's lots of different types of people. And um, worship certainly exists outside of music. And so when it comes to music, I think that we can, we can worship in the way that we would like to. And that's a beautiful thing. Okay. What do you mean by that? When you say worship the way we'd like to? Um, yeah, there's, there's a, a good and proper way to worship. Um, and there, there's plenty that is said in scripture about, uh, how we should praise our God, but the, uh, but, um, over and above it all, we're just told to do it. And so, when I read the Psalms and I hear David going from the pits of despair to, to a verse or two later saying that like God is my all in all, like I pra- praising God from this pit of despair or from the, the mountaintop of joy from different, in different points in his life. I just see a real human. And when I look around at MLC or in my church at home, I see real humans who express their emotions to each other, certainly, and, and, and music is such a visceral emotional thing. I think that anyone could agree with, with that, that um, you can you can do things with music that sometimes when you're speaking, it, it's hard to express. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, show me in the Bible where a, a type of worship is expressly condemned, or when it, where it says that I should worship with um, only an organ or only a guitar. There isn't a spot. Um, it says, I, it says to praise him with the harp and the timbrel. I don't have a timbrel, so I use the <laughs> instrument that I'm the best at playing, and it's, that's a guitar. But I, I love, um, I love all, all different contexts when they're done well and when um, they're done with a group of people with joyful hearts. Yeah. Lord. How is this context different than like a traditional Sunday morning worship? Yeah, so it's not a it's not a worship service per se. Um, we call them sessions just because that's. I don't know. It's a it's a precise way to qualify what we do. We meet. Um, we start five minutes late, like clockwork. I usually <laughs> crack some kind of awkward joke before we start. Like it's very, it's very informal. I'll wear whatever I was wearing before, and that's not out of any disrespect for God. It's just because I realize that on a Thursday night at 9 p.m., 20, 30, 40 college students are choosing to 
put their homework aside for 45 minutes and focus on, on God together. And so I think that's one of the big things that makes it different is that it's out of the routine. Um, for some people it's become routine, but it's, it's a decision. It's something that they have to make a priority if they want to get to it because Thursday night at 9 PM, there's so many other things that they could be doing. Um, so the intentionality of it is different. The formality of it's different. And then just the, the fact that, um, different guys will get chances to lead devotions, whether it's a pastor track guy, or we've had some, some teacher track guys too. No staff minister guys yet. I don't know if I know any staff <laughs> minister guys. Um, but, um, yeah, and then I, I lead it with my with my guitar. There's no reason that I haven't brought in other people um, for that beyond just that I I play the guitar and it's something that I love doing. And so it's re- it makes it less of a time commitment for me because I don't need to meet for practices or anything. I just I work with the person who's giving devotion, choose songs that, that fit the text, and, and then maybe practice for 10 minutes beforehand to find the keys we're going to play them in and and just fire, fire when ready, you know? Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, Ezra, you attend often. It's, seems like it's a pretty big part of your week. What draws you in? Why, why is it such a big thing to you? Yeah, um, I think one of the words that Cameron used that I think would pretty well explain why I keep going back is the word that, like, it's, it's kind of your decision to go. Um, and so, for me, just chapel just is kind of my routine and stuff. And uh, I go to chapel or, you know, do devotion or somewhat on a regular, pretty regular basis. But um, this just is kind of something that, like, it's fun for me as somebody who, who likes routines to, like, get out of my routine and and choose to choose to worship. You know, put everything aside and just for an hour uh, be in the presence of God, worship with other people, um that have also chosen to be there. Um, Cameron used the word community. I think that's a good word to sum it up. You know, just a bunch of people in community worshiping God together is so powerful. I mean, that's what heaven's going to be like, right? Um, I used to be so terrified of heaven because I'm like, worshiping God for like eternity. Man, I can't that, even sit for an hour. That, <laughs> sounds, that sounds like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You can't barely sit for an hour. And then, you know, I think one of my first experiences, like what maybe heaven will be pretty fun is like Coral Fest. Um, with like, you talk about the 50th anniversary and I don't know, a thousand some kids from schools across the country joining together in in song, like, holy cow, you know, and that's going to be my eternity. And like, ever since then, I've had these moments of, you know, heavenly bliss on earth. And, um, I get a lot of times at my church with like Christmas and the, the way the music's done, the way, uh, the atmosphere is set in a way that just. You, all you can do is sit in awe of God, and I think Cameron does a really good job. Um, the night is set up in a way that all you can do is just sit and worship God. So uh, it's really fun for me. That's what that what that's what brings me back. Yeah. Um, so you guys are both very passionate about the music side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you do sing some hymns, uh, both hymns that are in our hymnal, some hymns that will be in our hymnal but aren't yet. Um, and with the new hymn ministry or hymn project. Um, but uh, how do you go about selecting the music? Yeah, so this was a huge, huge, huge learning curve for me. Um, of course, starting as a freshman, like I, I, I was playing guitar and uh, helping with chapel where I went to high school at Luther High School in Onalaska. Um, but I, I never really led worship before. That was something that was pretty much new to me, except for a little bit at camp. And so, especially to assemble a, a worship program, 
um, to choose the hymns or the songs to go with um, a certain text or devotion. That was, it wasn't, it's not challenging to choose songs that fit the text. There's millions of them. But to choose the right songs for the right crowd for the right moment and then to deliver them in that moment in the way that makes the most sense and serves um, serves the moment, serves the, the session. Um, you kind of got to think on your feet, but you also have to know something about, I guess, picking the songs. So there were, there were times, I remember a few different occasions where I got done with the session and somebody was trying it for the first time and there's one that sticks out in my mind where a guy came and talked to me and he was like, <laughs> he was pretty offended. He's so tall. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> this guy, this guy was pretty upset with me, um, about one of the songs that was, that I had selected. Um, he said like this, this could be, this could just be a love song. Like, and, and I wouldn't know the difference. Um, and my, well, my first response to him just in the moment was like, shouldn't these be love songs? Yeah. <laughs> That was my first my first reply, but then my second reply was, "Well, this is pretty much word for word from a psalm." But that, so that that might not have been the best example. But the, sprinkled with grace, yes, you are. yes. <laughs> the the truth is um, that I went in guns blazing, wanting to try. I, I wanted to worship in this contemporary style with my friends. That that's that's how it started. A fun thing to do on the side. Um, it was never intended as a worship experience at MLC. I was not looking to grow a community at first. Um, but as I did grow a community and I was getting people from all different walks of life and also people with different tastes and preferences in worship, suddenly I have a little tiny flock that I'm responsible for feeding for that 45 minutes. And so when you have to take that into consideration, there are people there who just objectively, they just prefer a more traditional worship style. And so if they want to hear him at evening praise, then as the pseudo shepherd of that flock, <laughs> it's my job to give them a hymn. So I've found ways to incorporate that into, um, into it. And I, I, I treasure hymns too. And so like the way that we do that is it's all kind of the same style. It's still just led by the guitar. Sometimes we've had a cajon um, for some percussion. Occasionally, if, the, if there's a hymn that somebody requests and I feel like playing the guitar does not serve the hymn, then I'll just have, there's plenty of people that can play it on the piano. And so I'll just have somebody play it on the piano. Um, we've done that a handful of times. So yeah, that's, that's really how we do it. And I think that the, the biggest thing I've learned is just that in that setting, if I am listening to what people have to say, I frequently ask for requests or um, I'll always ask the person giving a devotion if they have anything that they want to sing. And if, if it's a hymn, I'll do it. If it's a song, I'll probably do it if it's a good song. Um, but what I always try to facilitate is just that the people that are coming to my sessions know that they should come with a, with a heart of worship. And if they come with a heart of worship, it doesn't really matter what songs I picked as long as it serves the text and as long as it is a, a, a good worship song as, as far as theological value and, and actual musical depth yeah. go. Okay, so what are your... Oh, go ahead. Here's some um, I think two words that, that Cameron kind of introduced to this podcast here, and I'm sure if you're listening, you've heard of them, are contemporary and traditional. And, you know, I think that they're in the church today, there's there's definitely debate sometimes about, you know, what style is best, what, what, what style is best for a certain church. And um, I've really 
have made it an, an effort of mine to get outside of using those words. I don't think that it should be this scenario that we set up of contemporary versus traditional or, you know, this new age type of music versus, you know, the, the hymn, hymn, hymnal and stuff. But um, the only thing the Bible truly says about that is the heart posture behind it. And so, Cameron, I loved where you went with it at the end. You were like, well, it doesn't really matter what type of the night looks like. It's just, is it worship or not? And so um, in this debate, not debate, debate that can happen sometimes between, you know, what way is right? What, what style? How do we do Sundays and stuff? Or you know, even the Thursday night or something, I think honestly is a little bit, uh, it's so temporary, like on our, it, it just, all that matters is, is it true worship or not? And so, um, I've tried very consciously to get outside of using the words traditional versus contemporary and instead just being like looking at a situation and trying to best diagnose, is that worship, you know, because the Bible says a lot about worship, but it doesn't say a lot about how to execute it. It just talks about heart posture. And so is your heart posture rooted on worship is, is the debate, yeah. is the thing that you need to really be conscious of. Use the phrase, use the phrase true worship. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the Bible really only talks about, you know, the heart posture about, about God and, or the heart posture of us as we approach worship with God. And um, I think it talks a lot about being humble before him. It talks a lot about uh, you know, lowering ourselves and just recognizing that he's the one that's done everything for us. Um, and I think one aspect that I definitely like to have incorporated in my worship is, is both the aspect of God being our reverent, holy being that like is so untouchable. Like he's that God that's just reigning on the throne while also so amazingly and so beautifully also being our father that just loves us, that, that friend that wants to be there for us in every single moment, you know, talks a lot about, being the us being his bride like that picture that intimate relationship um and so like when i when i go through a a sunday or a go through a worship it is really amazing for me to get both of that mix of recognizing through worship that god is that god who's reigning on the throne but man god is also that person that that's sitting right next to me that that wants to hold my hand through the darkest uh, of days and um you know sometimes i feel like after, you know, I get done with a service and if a worship song didn't necessarily incorporate like, hey, or a worship like an entire Sunday or something, didn't I didn't get an aspect of like, he's my intimate father. Like it does leave me a little bit like longing for more. Or if, you know, I didn't get that flavor of him being, you know, that reverent being, it, it, it leaves me wanting a little bit more. So I think it's good um, when you approach worship, when you approach your, I mean, this goes for everything, personal Bible study. It's you you got to have both the the understanding that God is that reverent being sitting on the throne but he's also that loving father that's sitting next to you holding your hand through everything so yeah that's really well said yeah. um, you want to spin that microphone towards you so you see where the gap is on a thing right here yeah the microphone itself just spin it. so squeeze okay squeeze. no up on the yeah and then just spin it towards you so that the gap uh-huh. is facing you you see the gap and there's a gap on the on the so, other side. Check it. Yeah, there you no, go. So like, grab the microphone itself. This was full. <laughs> That's okay. I got you. You want help? So like, the actual microphone. Just spin it. There you go. Gus knows what he's doing. There that you didn't. Go. You want no. more? Okay, I don't so know squeeze how to, the. Squeeze you want this me to thing. Break it. Yeah, squeeze that thing and spin the microphone. 
Oh, he already did that. Itself. There oh. you go. Oh, there. there. Okay. So we want you it. Yeah. Then you're, now your voice is gonna be really clear. Ah. Oh. Yeah. See, now you sound even different now. Let's you sound, go. You got that beautiful voice going. Man. <laughs> um. So, uh, obviously, you got to source that music from somewhere. So, where do you guys find the music that you love and you're passionate about? So, I I was, I'm an avid Spotify fan. Um. And the great thing about Spotify, if you're not using it, I'm sure this is also true of virtually any streaming platform, <laughs> is it, it's going to recommend music to you. Um, especially if you use it a lot, then the more the more you use it, the more it's going to um, just give you more music that it thinks you'll like. And so I listen to a, a ton of music, and honestly, probably... <laughs> you were so graceful about that. Yeah, just, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You listen to a ton of music. Fifteen, fifteen to twenty percent of that might be worship. Like it's not. It's not like it's all I listen to. Um, but it's easy when you enjoy ten worship artists or ten. I, I used to be really into CCM, so not like church, not music that I would necessarily consider worship music per se. What does CCM mean? Like, Christian contemporary music. Yeah, like sorry, pop Ezra. like pop Christian music, you know, artists like Toby Mac and things of that nature. Yeah, so it could be pop, it could be rap. There's yeah. there's Christian country. I don't I, I haven't listened to it. I, I, no. I Yo, dude, KB uh, on the Christian rap though. Dude, have you listened? Okay, to him? Have you listened to Flames okay. album? Uh, the the ones? Oh, it's There's so two good. There's two. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, the first one's what? A Broken Tulips or something like that. Some yeah, it's it's good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, KB's KB's really good. KB's yeah. great. He Andy Minio. He goes hard. Yeah, Minio Minio's a little out there sometimes. Oh, I, I love him. Um, but, uh, he does a good job. So KB's together. 10K Reasons. Oh my goodness, that yep. song is really good. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Tom. Yes. So when listening to like this new, newer Christian, you know, contemporary music or otherwise, mm. whether it be rap, country, whatever, uh, when listening to that newer stuff, how do you go about assessing whether or not it would be good? In a sense, like making sure it's scripturally sound, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, how do you assess that? Because I mean, there can de- like there's definitely great songs out there that have not great meanings. You know what I mean? Right. So I think I think the best way to do it is that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say oh here's a new let's you use Toby Mac as an example. Sure. Uh, I haven't listened to much of his new stuff, um, but I wouldn't let's take his album and say okay let me go through one by one with my Bible open or, or with my Bible gateway open next to me and start Googling keywords of the song to see if it's actually in scripture. Or uh, I wouldn't necessarily go search out an album to do that. What I would do is, so I listened to this guy named Brandon Lake. And um, so say I like his, his song, Graves Into Gardens. And so, Fire which song. is a great song. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to determine if I can use this song for one of my praise sessions or someday when I'm a pastor, if I can use it in, in church, if that, if my, whatever, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> if it, if it's appropriate, um, I'm trying to determine whether or not I can use it. So since I love that song, then I'm looking at like, okay, well, what is, what is this song telling me? Is it, is it preaching me a sermon of doctrine? Cause sometimes that's really cool when you can look at a song and say, um, we, we were just talking about, uh, there's an artist named Judah. It's just Judah with a period. He's the lead singer of a band called Judah and the Lion. He has a song called Fullness of God. It's literally, the entire song is just Ephesians 3. Um, may you be filled um, to, the, to, the, to all the measure of the fullness of God. Um, it's just that whole, like, ten verses set to music. And so, of course, you can use that in worship, theologically. Mm-hmm. Then you have to go and answer the question, is this song 
singable? Is this song playable? Can the people in my congregation from the 80-year-old woman who's been in a traditional Wells Church her entire life, is she going to be able to sing this song as much as Ezra's going to be able to sing this song, as much as the farmer who is in church for the third time in his life? Can all of them participate? And obviously people will be better at, at singing in general than others, but like you have to think about these things. And then is it playable? Is, <laughs> is my organist going to be able to play Graves into Gardens or Fullness of God? No way, because they're not for organ. <laughs> I might have to arrange them for her or do something like that. Do I have a worship team who can play it? Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. Right. <laughs> probably not at a typical church. Yeah, probably not. And so in that context, then, then I wouldn't, then I wouldn't play it. Yeah. So, well, and, and we'll, we'll, let's talk about, we can talk about that, yeah. but let's first talk about like what music you like. Yeah. What, yeah. like, what are you digging? What are you listening to? I think that's kind of what you were asking too, right? And like how to best address it. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that's a safe way to go about any music in general, but I was yeah. just kind of like about new Christian music was yeah. mostly what I was getting at. But I mean, yeah, we can, we can talk about regular well, music say, too. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I talk about this with students a lot is the idea that um, there is no there is no like this is my spiritual life and this is my regular life it is what it like as as someone who's in love with my heavenly father uh, who loves Jesus it just my life is my life Mm -hmm. Um, and so there isn't there there can't be a separation between the two and there's got to be so like finding right the appropriateness of even regular pop Mm -hmm. songs and how they correlate yeah. with our you know purely christian life which yeah. is that's what everything's supposed to be yeah so going back to your like original with ccm and stuff like um christian contemporary music uh <laughs> well now we've explained so you can uh, call yeah, it ccm okay, cool. yeah. you, <laughs> now, you don't have to say contemporary Hold on, wait, loop. wait what was ccm <clears throat> just the middle letter just the middle one contemporary christian contemporary yeah. music um, I thought we weren't using those terms anymore. Yeah. Ezra, you just used <laughs> yeah, Ezra's been triggered. <laughs> Ezra, what Apparently that? I need to... I thought you said that was a buzzword. You can't say that. Okay, anymore. modern day music that Christians write. Yep. So in other words... Contemporary? contemporary? <laughs> if only, if only we had one word that would allow everyone in the room no, to pretty much know it, exactly what you're talking about. We can't use it. Yeah. We can't use it. What, what about if it's like older... CCM. What if it's okay? Like so talking CTM. about CCM music. Okay, <laughs> but I, I think it's important for people to realize, like, also, worship is like us as humans ascribing and like trying to write down and sing like what God means to us, right? And so, I think it's important if you're listening to a song and you know something maybe doesn't like click with you right away, like you can't immediately cast that out as like heresy or it's something that's not doctrinally correct, like. Yes, when they say something that is, you know, uh, like clearly doctrinally incorrect, then you go back to the scriptures and you're like, hey, like this does not make sense. And maybe I shouldn't, you know, be ascribing to this um, because it can lead me down a path that maybe, you know, we, we shouldn't go down. But um, I think of there's a, you know, reckless love is a one is one song like would I necess- like in the Bible, it doesn't say anywhere that God's love's reckless. But for me as a human being, looking at God's love, it's pretty reckless to me. Like the fact God would leave the 99 sheep, you know, and go after the one sheep. Like what about the 99 that he just left? Like it doesn't make sense to me. And so worship is like, we see it in the Psalms, like David making and trying to use language that really doesn't like make sense, but it's just his way of ascribing who God is. And so 
there's a lot of Christian songs that, um, you know, just are people just ascribing and trying to put down on words what God means to them, you know? Well, and I think, um, especially in our church circles, especially in conservative church circles, we put a very, and rightly so, we put a very high value on doctrinal content in our music. Mm -hmm. And that's good, especially during worship. Yeah. And that's good, and it should be that way, and we should never change. But... That doesn't mean that my day-to-day life has to be the same way, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, a lot of times, uh, like... Are you getting into the regular music stuff now? Uh, well, I mean, and, and, I mean in any regard. So, like, you think about Passion puts out an album every year after their, uh, their conference. Yeah. I, I, pr- I, I don't think I would ever go to Passion, uh. personally. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't advertise for them. But the music is amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some with... You know, so they're gonna. There's gonna be some talks in there about decision theology, and there's gonna be some buzzwords, and there's gonna be some content you disagree with. Um, but I mean, that's a conversation you kind of have to have with yourself. Then, of do I just throw the whole album out and say I'm not gonna listen to or like a Hillsong mm-hmm. album? Like I'm not gonna. We're not even gonna listen to Hillsong music because of a video they put out a couple. You know, like that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like there's a big mm-hmm. difference between fellowshipping and worshiping together, or playing into my living room while I'm doing dishes, you yeah, know? Uh, well, right. you're probably not doing dishes right. in the living room, but... And I don't Why? do dishes because I'm in college right now, so... <laughs> you don't do dishes? I'm sure you... They I wash dishes, all of my dishes. They do dishes. the dishes for me. Anyway, I want to jump in here, and I want to fuse, <laughs> fuse your two statements together because oh. you said something that I wanted to challenge, uh-huh. but then Charlie already framed it and, like, threw up the softball, and I'm just going to I'm just gonna whack <laughs> do it. it. I, I, I'm not super athletic, whack away. so we'll see. But uh, <laughs> you said... You said um, that worship is the process of writing down and then singing what God means to me. Or ascribing, yes. Yeah. And that, I think, can be very true on an individual basis. Mm-hmm. Charlie mentioned that there's a difference between what you're listening to while you wash dishes and what you sing in church. As a worshiper, as a consumer of worship... Mm-hmm. music specifically because like we've said you can live worship and you should live worship but as a consumer of worship music that is a good definition mm-hmm. exploring your relationship with god learning more about what the bible has to say and then using music as a means to express that awesome but as a worship leader it has to be more than that mm-hmm. because if it's mm-hmm. just if, if i if i stand up i'm just going to keep using evening praise because that's my context if i stand up in front of you guys last night 40 people or so and say like, this is what this means to me right now. The nature of music, the nature of really anything, but especially music, it's so subjective that when I sing a song to you that I've written about Jesus or about my girlfriend or about my friend or about my dog or anything else. What about your car? My car too. Okay. Um, a cat, anything. Now you're starting <laughs> to sound like not. country music. <laughs> yeah. What about, <laughs> out here for defending country. <laughs> Um, his new girlfriend, his old back girlfriend. It means it means something completely different to each person, which can be good in worship. But what if worship instead, I mean, in a public setting, worship needs to be about. You can still you can still say what God means to you, but it, not through the lens of how you feel, but through the lens of how you know. Yeah. What you studied in Scripture, what you've learned about God, because He told you Himself. 
Well, and I think uh, you kind of talked, you didn't really talk about it, but you also kind of did talk about it when you were telling the story of how it came about. You know, there are like six of you who just wanted some personal worship time together, and it very quickly turned from personal worship into corporate worship, mm-hmm. and those are two very different animals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about just personal personal time with Jesus and, and music right now, um, well, let's just keep going back to that. Let's talk about music that uh, music you're digging right now. What do you? What do you? So what do you? I mean, you got your whole. I got my on. Stuff, re- right? I got my Spotify on repeat. Are we supposed to like look up the Christian music we listen to right now? Or well, you don't have to. I'm. Now. I'm just on my normal stuff. Yeah. Like this is everything oh, mixed mm-hmm. together. Nice. Um. I I could just name drop. Sure. Here. Go ahead. Dude, name um, drop some names. So, so like b- with the idea of you got a bunch of dudes, college yeah. and high school age dudes watching, and we've talked about music a lot, but we haven't actually specifically. So we have to censor who we listen to. This will destroy my ministry. Um, There's a band called the Grey Havens. I have Mm -hmm. not, I'll admit, I have not listened to them a ton, but their songs that I've used at least three of their songs um, in in worship services, not even evening praise, actual worship services, because they're just dense. This song is called the Grey Havens. Grey Havens. Grey with an A. Um, This song is called "At Last the King." Sang it for an Advent service. Um, Young Oceans. This is a, this is one dude, um, and he he puts out this like really kind of ambient, um, chill music. I sometimes can listen to it while I study, but usually I just kind of listen to it in my room, like if I'm looking for something to quiet my heart. Um, and he he often just sings scripture um, in these just beautiful like ambient washy kind of kind of things. Um, Josh Garrels. Um, don't, if you're going to become a fan of Josh Garrels, beware. He just announced he's taking a year hiatus. So don't, ex- <laughs> but he just, he put out an album and then, and then said he was leaving. So he does like this. He, his style is all, is all his own. Gus is going to have to pick up the slack. You're so going to have to drop right your album now. soon, Gus. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> country, country rap. Um, John Foreman. So regular. Oh, John Foreman's the man. John Foreman is about to drop a project this week. Um, yeah, and that's the lead singer from Switchfoot. Yep. Yep. Uh, he's, he's dropping an album, a solo album called Departures. He's got a lot of solo um, work already, but every single song that he's released from this album has been so good. Um, and John, John Foreman's a great example of somebody who is a Christian, but who has been intentional about saying that he's not releasing Christian music per se. Right. Um, Switchfoot, actually, if, if you go to like a music store or even a library that has um, CDs, um, and what you look those? at CDs, uh, I don't... It's a, it stands for compact disc. It's yeah. a disc that's compact. Okay, because like you said, this is for young viewers, so that's true. people probably <laughs> don't pre, know what those are. Pre-Spotify. When you log into the Apple Store. <laughs> <laughs> that picture that you see right. that they call the cover of the album, mm-hmm. that used to be on a physical thing, not your phone. And before that, it was on... Vi- they probably know what vinyl is now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, well, because yeah, that's like thing. coming back. and like, Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> when you go to a record store... But yeah, so <laughs> when you go to your record store, <laughs> <laughs> if, to get your Starbucks, get your latte, yeah, <laughs> to buy your girlfriend a gift. If they have Switchfoot music at this record store, some there will be some albums in Christian music, and there will be some albums in rock, but like different albums from different eras. Because there was a time where they were releasing Christian music, and then they said they're not releasing Christian music, because yeah, you, it's you'll reach <clears throat> a completely different group of people. Because there are, there's a demographic of people that will not listen to music unless it's labeled as CCM, and there's a demographic of people that will not listen to the music if it's labeled to be <laughs> labeled CCM. 
Yeah. Um, but anyway, John, he's a deep thinker. He reads a ton of philosophy and just reads a lot in general. Um, so yeah, he I I cannot recommend John Foreman and Switchfoot enough. Pine Grove, cool folky band. I was listening to them like on loop as I was uh, moving into my dorm room. I'll give like three more. <laughs> Chris Renzema. Um, he's signed to Centricity Records, which is uh, the same label as a lot of big names in the worship industry or industry like uh, Chris Tomlin. I believe Matt Meyer was on uh, Centricity for a while. Chris Renzema is really good, um, but not like the music he's releasing isn't like worship, worship, worship music. It's it's still like kind of on the line. Um, and then I I need to recommend my favorite band of all time, which is Colony House. Oh um, yeah! Oh, that's Stephen Curtis Chapman's yep. sons, yeah. right? Stephen Curtis Chapman also he's he's the goat, but he is um, the goat. There's nobody better. I still listen to his '90s albums oh, all the time. I do too. I have them all on CD. Got to listen uh, to my car. But I think like my dad your... has a couple of them on like on actual vinyl. Too. Yeah, for sure. On Does he have them on cassette? He's yeah, so yeah, tapes, for yeah. sure on cassette tapes. Uh, but he, yeah, his two boys, uh, Caleb and Will. Caleb's the lead singer. Will's the drummer. And Colony House, their their songs are just infused with hope is the best way i can describe it um actually a week ago last week friday or saturday was the one year anniversary of their their cannery row takeover my myself my mom and my brother we flew down to nashville uh, last january and they played an album release show but they had a venue with three different rooms in it so they played their first album in a tiny room that fit 100 people their second album in a slightly bigger room that fit like 200 people and then the last one was like a thousand people and so it was i think they played like 75 songs before the night was over or something like that wow were you in the hundred room i was in all the rooms we bought we bought the triple tickets so flew down to nashville to see the concert flew back the next day one of the best one of the best nights of of my life cool yeah but yeah colony house very cool ezra what are you digging on uh yeah so my all-time, one of my all-time favorite albums is Kanye's album that he dropped last year. Jesus King. Yeah, dude, that <sighs> like hot take. So Jesus good. is born was better. No. Are you talking about his? I disagree. The choir one. Harsh yeah. disagree. Dude, harsh it disagree. Rips. Yeah, but okay. think about rip, but think about how many people were hit. Think about how many people were hit with the gospel because of what Kanye. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, it's a great album. It was. And the reason al- is that it is so good. Yeah. Yeah, I so I listen to that before every single you yeah. know game Switch I play. My hands to you. When he the had only Kanye. the only song on that album, so the best the best of Kanye's gospel songs so far is Revelations nineteen one, which is hmm. uh, not an original song to him, mm-hmm. but on it, that one's on Jesus is Born. But otherwise, dude, oh, Jesus King is so good. When he has Kenny G on his mm-hmm. album, oh my goodness, like his saxophone yeah. playing, just heavenly. Um, so I'm huge into them. Uh, I really like John Bellion. John Bellion's a guy go. that yeah we uh, talked about uh, yeah, that we one t- time, yeah me and me and Goose really uh, bonded over John, John Bellion. Bellion. <laughs> I saw him in concert live. <laughs> me too. Last, he's great. Yeah, last yeah, he's last cool. year, and the dude like he hates the music industry, so he just decides to do something completely different. Like he literally live produced his entire music as the person who was performing the song at the same time, which is just crazy to me. <laughs> so talented. Um, it's kind of crazy. Like he has you know some faith background too. So like, uh, there's definitely like that. There's a spiritual aspect to it. Obviously, it's not. He doesn't make it the forefront of anything or any, not anything like that. But um, let's see who else. Um, 
Chance the Rapper does Chance the Rapper. Stuff sometimes. I was yeah, about, he does. Yeah. And, and, then, and he does a pretty good job of it, too. Yeah, he's yeah, not bad. He um, well, he's, he's, in, he's a little bit du- duplicit. Is that the right word? I don't yeah. know. He go, I mean, he'll he'll pair a, you know, basically a gospel song with not a gospel not, song. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, right. Um, you think, uh, was it Crayon Box? Is that what the, or what uh, was the? Coloring Book. Coloring Book. There we yeah. go. Yeah, Coloring yeah. Book was. Like oh, give you a, a whiplash, you know. But it's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece, and it's the music is awesome, mm. but mm-hmm. it does give you a little bit of spiritual yeah. whiplash. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And just real quick, yeah. the only actual like moderately Christian Kanye song I've listened to so far was Ultra Light Beam. Mm. So I haven't actually not listened Jesus to Jesus Walks. I haven't, I haven't Which listened is not to his new album. in any way, shape, or form, actually. <laughs> yeah, no. he, he did a Christian version of it. I've it's listened to it. Yep. Okay. At, at a, I, I'd be interested series. in listening to that. Yeah. Ultra Light Beam. I'm pretty sure it has Chance Rapper in it. Hmm. It doesn't say feature or anything on it, but they're like well, yeah, he did. Well, he did that one like post-conversion was, and before the, the Life gospel. of Pablo. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. But on. one other person, Chance the Rapper, has sparked um, is Justin Bieber. And he's been, you know, he's his changed, yeah. yeah, dude, his life has seems to be just turned around, like, by the grace of God. And, like, he's, you know, loving his wife, like, an amazing, like, staying faithful in an industry that doesn't want you to be faithful. And, like, he's, he's doing great things, and I really love his new stuff. You know, Anyone is just, like, this brilliant uh, love song to his wife. And then um, Chance the Rapper on Holy, like, that one, that song is really good, too. Um, so, and then... One other artist uh, that's more in like the the Christian t- uh, realm of things is um, I had I have to support him and her. Um, uh, so yeah. if, if you're looking for a great band that uh, is you know Wells based or is just Luth- made the move to Nashville, yeah. Right? So yeah. Uh, my aunt and uncle um, basically have traveled across the country in a little little like van thing and have played like probably at pretty much every Wells church there is by now. Um, but they, they didn't go to mine. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Montana's well, not. You're kind of out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> you're kind of out of the way. I th- ooh. Yeah, ooh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to drive. By a the way, like they were 5 miles. They were on this here. podcast a long time before you were. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, keep gone. But yeah, they're in Nashville now, and uh, it sounds like they just played for a huge like uh, magazine down there, and um, they've been doing really good things. And they played for a new release today, didn't they? Yeah. Something like that. So, like, they're just making connections right mm-hmm. now and seeing what happens. So, I'm really yeah. excited for them. Yeah, they opened for was Beats for Heartbeats yep. a couple of years ago. And uh, who was the Red Walker? Yeah, Red Walker. And, yeah. and Koine. Yeah. And obviously, Koine can. Well, Koine is doing some more uh, CCM style stuff. I really want to. I really want to love Koine, but I have a hard time sometimes. Well, it's not indie rock. Lie. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's a different. It's a different. Yeah, it's, t- a it's different like genre. they like they bring the sound that I want like right at the beginning of their songs, and then they just and then it turns into the rock part, and I'm like, ah oh, man, it was like that close to being. I'm gonna just call right. up Brian and be like, hey Brian, I know this guy named Gus. And <laughs> well, hey <laughs> yo, I've I've like met him twice. Like they've come to my. Well, they've come to school. Montana. Made the trick. Yeah, yeah, they represent. Yeah, but uh, no, yeah, like yeah, their music's me, great. They're awesome in concert. It. Like they're awesome in concert. Like I love their live performances. Yeah. But I don't know. I, well, and they've they've taken a little bit of a step back. Um, but now because of the step back they've taken, they've been able to produce a lot more of their mm-hmm. own music, like sure. original music, which is cool too. Um, Gus, well, is that that's it? Yeah. Well, before before we move on, ahead. can I just interject? Yeah, absolutely. So you were shouting out Justin Bieber, which you should absolutely do because he is doing really oh, awesome yeah. things, especially uh-huh. using his platform for the gospel. But 
anyone and holy were actually written by John, John Bellion. Yeah. So back. back. So a- another another comment on that. Um, like right now, Kanye is kind of in a hot mess, right? Oh yeah. Um, and Justin Bieber, give him time. He'll end up in some hot water again. And we love. You say, and uh, my encouragement, we don't need to. We definitely don't need to trash them. Um, No, yeah. um, But the the fact that they are very visible means that when sinners make mistakes, uh, they've now put a giant target by coming out as Christian, if you will. They put giant targets on their back for the devil and the world, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so my encouragement is, especially when you're talking about figures like Justin Bieber and Kanye, who were already uh polarizing yeah polarizing for sure before they were christians or at least strong christians um is uh first of all so i it's a blessing and it's a wonderful thing that they have any relationship with jesus at all first of all and second um even if they do someday, I hope they don't. I pray they mm-hmm. don't. But even if someday they do fall away, it doesn't change the value of the work they're producing now, um, which right. is holy. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times we just throw it away, like, oh, he made a, he made so many dirty albums. Right. Well, so what? Never now he's talking about Jesus. Never you know? underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. Sp- well, and even <laughs> if he went back to doing bad albums and stuff like that, that doesn't change the fact that that message is out there. Exactly. Still. Yep. You know, I mean, it's like don't endorse his new stuff if he starts coming out with bad new yeah. stuff. It's not gonna, the 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 good stuff isn't going to stop feeding souls right. just because there's the context. Yeah, has it's not like they take those albums off of right. iTunes or Spotify right. after they go back to exactly. what would have been their stereotypical music. Yeah. Which seemed to be at the time, right? For exactly. sure. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Gus. What are you point. what are you digging on now? Digging on? So okay, see there that's why okay, I don't know. Is that nineteen? What number is that? I don't know. X C I I uh eighty two. Eighty two? Wait. Ninety two. I don't yeah, it's, it's ninety two. It's ninety two. We're calling it ninety two. Okay, so there's this guy out there called Quinn. 92 and it's in roman numerals so xcii and you guys got to check him out um his first album i mean his first album was well he's been around for a while actually he's got a couple right and this is his most recent one his most recent album it's called a letter to my my younger self i mean like there's a lot of secular stuff in it but there's also like it's really he's got a lot of like deep messages going on and especially with his song uh shoot which one second time around that one's got, I mean, I don't know, does he mention God specifically? If um, not, it's like I don't super deep so. yeah, it, undertones. Like, and again, like just music that's that allows the listener and the artist to wrestle with something, but still has an undertone of hope. Yeah. That just draws me in. It, and yeah. as a Christian, that, that I, I listened to your video about um, about consuming music, um, and I, I, I liked a lot of the points you made. I just think that as Christians, we're free we we have we have so much Christian freedom as a result of the gospel. Uh, I'm not. We we can listen to music like this, and and it means so much more to us because of the hope that we have in Christ. Right. Um, a song that sings vaguely about hope means something completely different to me than it means to somebody who is of the world. Yeah. Well, and yeah. and I kind of as you were saying, the, my knee jerk reaction, which I didn't make um, while you were saying that though, was like, who cares if it's Christian yeah. or not? Right. Right. Um, especially if you know it's coming from a Christian perspective. I mean, or who potentially, cares? at least. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, like, like I said, there is no separation in life of, you know, 
this is the secular part of my life and this is the right. God, if if you've got that separation going on if there's a divider in your mind it's wrong right and, and you got to change that well and see that's something that I want to touch on now that you know I'm I'm talking but uh <laughs> uh was like again in lieu of our lives being purely our lives for God right mm-hmm. and there's nothing else but that we have to be really careful about what we listen to too at the same time uh something my mom told me all the time growing up because you know back then you had to pay for each song it was 129 for a song before it was 499 a month yeah or, or you had was, a friend who could burn cds yeah yeah <laughs> Which either is, you were burning cds it's illegal so we didn't do it allegedly allegedly <laughs> oh i no. you could yeah, allegedly no, well, burn i mean CDs. like onto your computer like you go out you buy the album then you put it on your computer yeah, or you, what you could do is, is that illegal a, too no, you can. Uh, that's you not can put it You can put it on no, your you computer. Can you can't can put it on somebody else. You can have a friend who bought it, burn the CD, and then you take the CD and burn it onto your yeah. computer. And then they and got then smart. Put it on like your... right at the front edge of MP3s, they got smart, and then there were like limited downloads on the CD, and the CD would be programmed. Oh. But that didn't last for very long because you just jumped right into MP3s. But, uh, go, sorry, you go guys ahead. kind of lost me. Where was I? Oh, well, anyway, the point is, is like garbage in, garbage out. That's what my mom would always tell me because, I mean, one, like I was kind of getting at, she always saw what kind of music I was getting because I didn't have my, like, my, I didn't, Mm -hmm. they always saw what music I was buying or, you know, I had to ask them to buy it for me. And so since we're living these Christian lives, not necessarily, you shouldn't necessarily have, like, don't feel guilty about the music you listen to, but definitely be conscious I mean, you're listening to songs to get you pumped up for workout, and that's all mm-hmm. good and fine, you know. It's like, I've got a pump-up playlist, and it definitely isn't a great... It doesn't have a lot of gospel, is what I'm trying to say, right? Right, And, yeah. you know, and even, like, right now, I think about, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I do need to make that switch to having better God-pleasing, or at least just, be- well, yeah, better God-pleasing music on to get myself ready for a workout and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know and the thing is is you're putting that information in your head so that's what's on your mind right and so if that's on your mind that's how you're going to be acting and i think it's interesting i mean at least for me um growing up i can look back on like phases of my life and remember what kind of music i was listening to in those different times like i remember in middle school like that transition from eighth grade to freshman year of high school i got super into trap music like no words, just like the the fact that the fact that trap music existed when you transitioned from middle school to high school. That was well, my reaction. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like super into Green Day, which was putting out brand new albums. <laughs> right, right. Sorry, keep well, going. yeah, right. I suppose they still are now, but yeah. they took a break for a while. They did. Yeah. Well, and see, the, again, Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From under the cork tree. From under the cork tree. I think. I don't. I don't know for sure. I think. From under the cork tree came out like my what eighth happened? grade year, yeah. I don't know. I anyway, don't know what happened to them? Fall Out Boy. They kind of uh, they, they tried to they went they pop. Out. They went they went pop <laughs> and then it didn't work out. Like the there pop was stuff, a lot of fallout. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like the pop stuff they did wasn't the worst though. It just wasn't great enough right. that the crowd yeah. loved it. We were talking about this the other day. Say it. That uh, it, as a musician, that's trying to make a living with yeah. music. Yeah. You need to you need to change with the times. Right. But. If you're trying to but do they whatever, were iconic enough, they didn't. Have that's the to. thing. If you're yeah. trying to do what everyone else is doing, then you better be better at it than they are. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. you're not going to make oh, money yeah. doing. Because you're late yeah. to the game too. Right. When exactly. You're switching. So yeah. you either got to be an individual really well, or you got to be better than everyone else at their game. And I think a really good example of that is like Blink One Eighty Two, 
who is still very Blink-182, yeah. but as right. they've literally through the decades have remained Blink-182, but also been like right on the cutting edge, yeah. or at least close to it the whole time. Well, and th- that's a good example, because mm-hmm. like, their drummer, Travis Barker, right now is like... Blink-182 will, will be a band that a lot of people remember for a long time. He right now is getting featured as a drummer on everyone's music it's crazy mm-hmm. all over the place and his just his drumming style alone is, is that so that distinctive drummer is that the one-armed guy or no, what no. Band am I he's the one of? that like he's clean now and he's been like, oh, yeah. doing all kinds but of but who am i thinking with? of there's like I don't that know. super big one-handed okay oh, travis has two arms that's all i know sorry but his, his drumming style <laughs> is so distinctive that i've i've been listening to a song like on my discover weekly and I'm like, I I guarantee you, this is either a Travis Barker remix or he's on the song, and then he is. And that, like that, you got to be that true true to your your sound and yourself. That that it can go to anything, basically. right? Yeah. Wait, so mm-hmm. thoughts on Taylor Swift then? Because she made the garbage. jump from country to pop. Now she's garbage. Like her initial. That's I what I'm saying. Not. I don't think she's as popular now. Like going off your point, this like she's hot take. her. Okay, I got she, some words. Like up until I would say up until like 20. 15, 16. Well, she was more country. Let me That's s- the thing. Like yeah. she wasn't diverse. I don't. I don't like anything. She, she had put a unique last, sound. Like, I think she's found hours. her purest form. I mean, really? she's not okay. Yeah, like with her brand well, also, new stuff. Her I also br- don't like her it, as a person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's what's up. Okay. So all of her country stuff, fire. I don't yes. care who you are. All of her country stuff, fire. A lot of her early fire. pop stuff was pretty fire. And then it was like when well, her and like Katy Perry. Point. When her and Katy Perry stopped being friends, and then she did the whole... No, that's seriously what it was. That... No, I just love that you know this. Okay, so I'm just going to you know, clarify something real day. quick. Apparently, I grew up on the pop end of things, and these guys are all just crazy alternative rock dudes. Because I know that... Why is it weird that I know this? This is pop. I wasn't allowed okay. to listen to Z93. Dude, Z9, so, I had a, I had my first football jersey was a Z93 jersey. No, I, was, I'm just, at, I just at said Luther I wasn't used, allowed to listen oh, to it. He wasn't well, allowed. Yeah, so we don't want to hear about know. your stories of Z93. Take it back. <laughs> I got, Re, yeah, there you go. So back to T-Swift. What did so, you listen to? <laughs> uh, We're not going to talk about uh, WWE. Wait, what was it? WWE? No. Smashdown? Or Smackdown? Z93. We listen to Z93 constantly. WKBT? I don't. Yeah. Are you talking about a radio station? KDWB? Well, I grew up in Lacrosse. So we were listening to the same radio stations as kids. I forgot what it was called. It was a Christian station. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't listen to very much. We listened to a lot of Stephen Curtis Chapman and then a lot of hey, pop music. Can't go wrong with him. Anyway, anyway, back. Gus, sorry. We were giving you a, your turn to talk. Yeah. What was the question? You're talking about T Swift. Well, I mean, like that was uh, that was on a okay, real quick. Okay, but the T Swift thing that was a divergence (laughs) from me talking. That you guys brought that on yourselves. Just saying. Okay, finish it though. I don't. Okay, so okay, so her and Katy Perry stopped being friends, and then she released that one album that had "Look What You Made Me Do." You guys remember? It was like "Look What You Made Me Do." That That was like like, Katy Perry. That was after. They, they like broke, broke became not friends and then she made that album and it was supposed to be like roasted Katy Perry and it was just garbage. It was like her version of Lemonade. Uh except with Katy Perry. I don't think mm, it, I, I think Lemonade was more of a success. What's Lemonade? That's a Beyonce, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, it's not, like her breakup album. I'm sorry. No, that no, was like but that was like, people <laughs> yeah, people love that scene. Anyway, not the okay, we're back on T Swift. And then she took like three years off or something. It's been a while. 
and then she made this new album that she's got and a couple eps i'm pretty sure i don't know anyway two albums two albums there we go that's what i was looking for and both of them are like a lot better they're kind of they're really a callback to what she started off as as a pop artist but and this I, is i thought they're more folky though yeah, they're well, a little but yeah, but it, they're they're pretty free form. It's just like very singer songwritery almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have any of you guys ever just dove into the genre of music that makes that like lets you be sad? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I, I would call it. <laughs> yes, I have. I would describe it as either sad boy or sad girl music. That's what, that's I, what I think I have. What, yeah, what I you, definitely like, think what, I have. What kind so of, give just, me a taste of what you're talking about. Here, so let me see if I can find T Swift. I would classify her two new albums sure. as that. Um, Phoebe Bridgers. Well, honestly, this album Julian Baker. Like, this gets me in the feels. Yeah, like I Wh- get in which the feels. album is that? This is the letter to my younger self. Anything just because anything that causes you to embrace melancholy, like Five Finger Death Punch. Sure. Uh, if, that's a, if it does it for you, what? then yes. The sound of, the <laughs> sound of silence really what? gets me. Oh, there. yeah. Actually, oh, Disturbed. Okay, if you actually listen to Disturbed <laughs> albums, yeah, yeah. they are very much that, that way. That song is a, a bit and of a And it's good music. I mean, if you can get over the volume, it's actually really good music. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. For me, to get... The older like, Disturbed is pretty dirty. I'm but. big into the Alvin Chipmunks. <laughs> so, like, oh, you had okay. a bad day. <laughs> honestly, honestly, that song was like... I I feel that. Yeah. Unless you were joking, then I'm mad. No, like, like, crowd here. Oh, yeah. Alvin and Chipmunk version. No, so we listen to everything. We mean it. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. Like, I have a song that, or a playlist that I call Gustav's Mellow. It's when I'm feeling mellow, and I base all of it on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share that playlist with me? Yeah, I will. I will. I mean, like, honestly, just can't follow rename me. it though. It has to be Gustav's, Gustav's Mellow. Mellow, and it's not spelled M E L L O W. I took the M- W off. I just took the W off. That makes you off super mellow. Cool. Like right. mellow. No, I honestly, I'm pretty sure when I was typing it up, I just forgot how to spell mellow. Because you were so mellow. You were just so <laughs> yeah, sad. I was out of it. Then, though. But I based the whole entire, like, the playlist. Like, whenever I add music to this playlist, I think of whether or not that song would play well after Out of Touch by Hall & Oates. Okay. Is that a country song? No, it's not a country song. You gotta like classic rock. Basically, this, yeah, it's a classic no, it's a rock playlist, yeah. and it is a good song. Like, it's not their greatest song by any means. Is "Creep" by Radiohead on there? No, that would fit. Okay, maybe for you, wouldn't it? Uh, no, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Like I, the last I, song, like the last no. song that I added to it's this. Not, I think it is. Have no. you, maybe you just not used to. Yeah, maybe mellow. I just don't understand. I yeah. guess not. The I last just song. like music to uplift me. That's yeah. All. Where yeah. is it? Uh, I, the same old Lane. Sin is that how you say it? Scene, you know, you guys know that song. Maybe same old. Oh, old Lang Syne. Sure. Yeah, that's same old Lang Syne. Like that's kind of a like a okay. sad person ish. Also, Ash, the like with an chick. E? Yeah. Yeah. She's she's got a couple good songs too. Yeah. That get uh, the zone. Another good one. The lead singer of Paramore, named Haley Williams. Mm. She had a solo album called Petals for Armor. She just released a solo album. I haven't listened to it yet. Mm. A new one called, I think it was Flowers for Vases, maybe. Something okay. like that. Kind of go, sticking with the, the okay. flower theme. I have not listened to her new album. But there was the, a flower theme? Petal, Petals for Armor was oh, the first gotcha. one. Really, really good. Same mm. kind of f- vibe. Yeah. With a little bit more of like a rock vibe because she's in Paramore. So. Song you guys all should check out. It's like super old. Smoke Gets in Your Eyes like a 60s like way back in the day and it's by the platters that song oh man it's got like the guy has like this super i don't know it's emotional because it's about this dude who like all of his friends are like 
what do you think you're doing acting like you're in love and stuff? Like you're, you guys aren't going to work out. Like there's like Damn. betting, like making bets. And he's like, Oh yeah, well we're fine. And it's awesome. And like the whole point is, is like, just relates to that hardcore. Sometimes. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, that's a story for a different time, <laughs> <laughs> but like, and like by the end of the song, it turns out his friends were right, and he was like, you know, it brought him to tears. But he's like, oh nope, smoke got in my eyes. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> so like, it's like, <laughs> okay, I don't know, but it's a really good song. Check it out. Um, I don't know. I mean, since we're back on me and the stuff I listen to, uh, I definitely cross genres like hardcore. There's, I mean, I guess if I ever did lean towards anything, it's kind of like alternate, like not the kind of alternative rock, like. Mm-hmm. you guys have established that you listen to um i guess i think a good middle band that would be like the middle of my range would be like cage the elephant mm, okay yeah, they're a good band. you know because it's like you can have stuff that's more rocky yeah. and you can have less stuff but they're kind of the middle of that mm-hmm. road Yo, I feel like. mumford and sons though there you go yeah they're, yeah, they're yeah they're good. i love their yep, stuff. That folky stuff sign no more was great yeah, yeah. Lumineers. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The Lumineers to, uh, are kind of on that on lighter Earth. side, yeah. Tallest Man on Earth oh, also vibes guys. sometimes, man. We got to send this podcast to Gabe because I'm about to reveal something. His parents love the Lumineers. Really? Gabriel Bicklehop. Check him out. Former I don't know if he's on any social media. Formal best, former best friend. No, no, I okay. mean, like, it's emotional. He left. I guess you guys didn't really know well, him. He's not at MLC anymore? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> I live in now. Sorry, Gabe. No, yeah. So he he's uh he's like I can't be best friends with Gus anymore, so I'm just quitting school. Yeah, pretty much. No, it was after like he was struggling really hard with wanting to stay here and continue on the uh path that he was on to be on the pastor track and after a lot of prayers and a lot of, you know, talking with me and, you know, his parents obviously and anybody that he could talk to i'm pretty sure he talked to you Mm -hmm. once or twice too it's like i don't know he just figured out that this isn't really the path that he wanted to be on at the moment at the moment and he could could come back like there's no reason for him not to but uh right now he's stigmatized that too much yeah yeah Yeah. and the thing is like he's gonna try out a year of school back home at the other college i went to he's basically doing the same he's thing i did <laughs> he's doing the gus path minus you know the emotional turmoil and poor grades but <laughs> and the agriculture focus right oh no no oh. no that you're getting the timeline oh, wrong my man. Fault, my you got, you yeah, got my you... timeline wrong. we're gonna have to straighten this out after the podcast. study up on your gus history <laughs> yeah dude that was in high I could school take a class in that but uh he's doing like a cna program at the uh well, he's going to become a nurse, is what I'm trying to say, which is you know, yeah, which is pretty awesome. awesome. I mean, apparently he likes that. He works at a nursing home right now, so. But he but his lists, parents really love the Lumineers. But huh? his parents really love. Well, apparently, because I had it turned like when we were driving home at the end of last semester, I had one of my playlists on called Goose Beach. Also follow that playlist. <laughs> just it's follow a, Gus on Spotify. Yeah, all please. of my just playlists find have, Gus on Spotify. Wait, and, use Apple Music. Apple though. Music. Check I me out on Apple Music. Apple Music. Okay. Maybe I'll what's, your, what's, Maybe your, I'll, what's your call sign on Apple Music here? Uh, it's like at penguins37 or something. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> Must have made his account in third grade or something. Okay. Just Sorry, kidding. I love just penguins. Just waiting for no. you to say like, no, it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, penguins I are cool. Don't know. I don't penguins know. are cool. They're like my third favorite animal. They're my when first favorite. When you're a second grade favorite. teacher, you penguins have to have first, second, you gotta and choose. third. 
They're my Penguins first 18. favorite animal. Okay, so get over okay. it. Very nice. Um, but yeah, uh, Lumineers came on. He's like, yo, my parents love this band. And I'm like, oh. That's, t- that's really nice. cool. Nice. Pastor <laughs> listens to Lumineers, I guess. Awesome. So that was kind of neat. But uh, who sings Reptilia? The Strokes? Yeah. Look it up. No, I'm pretty sure it is. I don't need to look it up. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Strokes. You guys know the Strokes at all? I've heard no, of them. Not well. familiar, no. You know, which is weird because it seems like I've talked to a lot of people on campus, and that's like a big band that people listen to. Like they really, like the Strokes is kind of a, I, I mean, at least to, in the junior class. There's, there's a, a big A lot of my of classmates They don't really have like the same. They don't have the yeah. refined taste. I try not to conform. Right. We're folky, man. Yeah. 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 We're, okay. Uh, but yeah, that's Gabe's favorite band. It's not a banjo, I don't care. We're not T-Swift people. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Only camera here. But yeah. so, uh, we're, I, I grew up on the Beatles. Sir. Yeah. Same. The way that you're supposed to. I'm writing my history paper on the Beatles. Dude, really? For grammar's class. See, that's How the Beatles change Western music. It changed the world. Yeah. Yeah. Love the Beatles. So as we wind down here, <laughs> <laughs> as we wind down here, um, we, we did just touch a little bit on music and worship and things. So um, okay. you guys have both yeah. been able to incorporate. I know it's a little easier at the church that you're from, mm-hmm. um, but you guys have both been able to incorporate more contemporary music with uh, worship. I have a quick question. Yeah. For, uh, I mean, ahead. I guess it's kind of a question for all of us, but um, like going forward, you know, this whole idea of involving more contemporary music, like that's a big thing for at, at least you guys. I mean, for me, I don't know that I'm going to mind enough when I get into my church someday and I'm doing my ministry. But I guess um, how would like like what's your game plan? Yeah, like in the future. Like, oh, ask, yeah. okay. So well, like, yeah. Like, well, how do we? In, like, how do you guys do what you're doing here? Well, it, uh, we don't have time to talk about that. But, right, but um, like, I would say, like, right yeah. now, if somebody's looking and saying, like, "Hey, man, we need to do some contemporary stuff in our church," or I know, like, we want to, um, what's your suggest? Like, where? What, oh, where you do go. you start? Yeah, where do you start? A, yeah. Um, I think that if you want to start anything in your life, you should. Start doing it. <laughs> that sounds really stupid, but it's true. Um, there's no, there's no preparation that's necessary to adore your Lord and Savior. Read the Bible. Listen to worship music if you want to expand your catalog and your knowledge of what songs are out there. And then when you feel comfortable getting up in front of a group of people and, and doing it, then do it. it, and, it and context really matters too, because again. I started with five people and you can, you can do things there that you can't do in front of an entire church. Like Ezra goes to, to North Cross in Lakeville. I would never suggest that somebody who started playing guitar six months ago gets up and tries to lead worship because, because quality matters. Frankly. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think going off that point, like that's a really good model for those who are really into music and can actually like perform and do it. But what, what do you do if you're not that type of person? Because I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends that really love and would love to incorporate maybe a little bit different flavor in, in worship, um, but they just don't have the skill skill set or nor the capability to make something like that happen. And I think um, my dad, like the church that I grew up in, you know, he's a pastor at North Cross, mentioned before. Um, what he did was he reached out to those in the community that like he knew 
were able to actually play well. And so you you go and you go into those high schools that are near you. You go into those other churches and say, "Hey, I'll pay you forty dollars if you can you can play." Um, you know, this weekend or whatever. And, uh, people are willing if you're, if you're wanting to ask. And so I think number one is, is put together a game plan of who you can ask, go into those churches. Um, you know, if you're a, a person in the church, you, it's a conversation you're going to have to have with the pastor, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the number one thing and make sure the pastor's on board. Like, Hey, lay out your game plan. Like, Hey, this is why we're, why I think we need this. And then also get the pastor on board. Cause I, I tell you a lot of pastors are on board with, you know, if somebody, if they have a need in the church, they're going to make it happen. That's yeah. our job, right? As pastors, as future pastors or as pastors now. So, um, have those conversations, find those people, um, execute on it. Um, you don't yeah. need to be a musician to make it and happen. It doesn't need to go all the way right away. It doesn't need to go from like, yeah, exactly. one of our services every month is going to be a contemporary well, service. It can start out with playing guitar in the offertory. Well, and see, I would go, well, and I would go as far to say like, playing a guitar yeah. in the offertory. You know, and just you don't need so to push small. the envelope all the way in all at once. You well, can you move definitely slowly. can't. You and know, you, I'd go as far I, to say yeah, that you, you can't. can't. You sh- and you should because, like, I remember I'm, you know, and again, you said we're running out of time, so I'll be fast. <laughs> but uh, uh, I remember doing a Bible study class uh, when I was doing college at home last year, and uh, it was like one of the basic ones. And so we had people all ages in there, and I remember that came up one of the nights we were talking about what worship and like music would be like in the church and like what like what would it like is it okay to play guitars and you know as much as it is important to try and break that stigma of guitars being like that's fine it's like there's a lot of people who are very against it Mm -hmm. and it's and it's like aggressively against it even you know like that's impossible there's no way that should be a thing and you know you got it and someday in our ministries we just got to gauge the way that our congregation is because really what matters is that we're like you said earlier is we're just guiding these sheep mm-hmm. we're guiding these fellow believers and making sure that they get the gospel every single sunday and whether that means we compromise what we want i think you know that's definitely got to be a step that we take because it's not really our job to make the church what we like what we personally want it to be yeah. And kind of on back to what we talked about earlier too, like the difference between personal, you know, worship personal and problem. personal yeah. music that you listen to, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of breaking that barrier. It's it's hard. It's hard to get over that. And whether or not you sacrifice your want for contemporary music, you know, I think that's going to be a big decision for us definitely yeah. in the ministry. Well, Absolutely. I think one point, like, I think you also need to gauge, like, is that a couple strong, like, opinions mm-hmm. in the church or is it the church at large? Because yeah. the, the yeah. biggest thing that's going to happen is that the loudest voices are going to rise. Obviously, the opposition, it's with anything. The opposition is always going to rise to the top. And then you also have to diagnose, like, is that, like, an accurate an accurate like thought based biblical, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, if you're that pastor or, you know, when we're pastors, like, if if you have a couple of people that are just like destroying and like against actively against it, um, you know, it may not be for your church, but you, you shouldn't be speaking out against it because I'd like you to show me in the Bible where it says against it. Right. And so, um, right. Isn't there, isn't there a small portion of the Psalms that says no electric guitar? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's in the, uh, footnotes. You well, that's know? the thing too. We, we can, we will always, there will always be people that disagree about everything. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's part of the imperfect world we live in. Bingo. We could we can see who can turn their figurative amp up louder and we can have this push and pulling relationship of like show me where the where it says this or like 
that's not the tradition that we're used to, so why would we mess with tradition? Like, we can have this just constant fight of back and forth, but at the end of the day, if you can talk to those members and and form a relationship with them and show them that you care about them and about worship and to show them that you know that they care about you and worship, then you can have a conversation with them where you say, hey, music is not a means of grace. Right, bingo. Yeah. That's a, that is a word in a right. sacrament, which means that the way that you choose to sing or play instruments on Sunday morning is adiaphora. Mm-hmm. And so my job as a pastor is to serve you in the best way that I possibly can because that's what I've been called by God to do. And so I want to accommodate you in the best way that, that I can, but I also need to accommodate the other 98%. Yeah, right. And well, so and- this is the flock, and we're going to move forward as a flock, right? not as, not as a, a nation divided. The church is not bipartisan. This is a, a group of people that are rallied around. I was, reading, I was reading Ephesians 4 today, and it talks about how we are growing into the body of Christ. And it talks about how there are, there are no individuals that we, that we need to be worthy of our calling. Um, and I, I just thought that was so cool talking about how through the lens of grace, we're all the same. We're all sinners and saints and we've all been saved. And so what do we have to do except for, except for praise and sing about yeah, that? Absolutely. And that conversation has got to start and end in love. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we close out here, thank you to our sponsor. I forgot to mention them earlier. None of you guys have beards, uh, but the I'm sponsor trying, of this I'm episode really is hard. Brigger Beard General Beard Oils and Supplements. Good I'll stuff. put the link down below. Um, and when you like and comment and share, you can also check out the link. Uh, it's sites.google.com. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's forward slash Brigger Beard General, or you can find them on Facebook. Pretty easy to find. Um, right, we've got Gus. Where can we find you? You already mentioned your uh, uh, Spotify. Yeah, check me. Or, sorry. <clears throat> Check me out Apple on Apple Music. music. Penguin <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Penguins18. P-E-N-G. Oh, I didn't mean to disrespect Okay, first okay. of all, it's not Penguins. It's Penguins. It's my last name. P-E-N-G-W-E-N-Z. 18. Oh. Yeah, see? So it's not just stupid oh. like you thought it was. Well, I wouldn't say that, but... <laughs> but yeah, okay. no, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah. You know what your handles are or no? Just... I'm Gustav Wenz. Just look it up. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Ezra Bloomer. Anything on uh, you have Spotify? Yeah, or uh, Ezra.Bloomer on Spotify as well. Okay, go ahead. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Cam Schro, S-C-H-R-O. And I believe on Spotify, I am C Schrader 1013. But I, I'm pretty sure that my Instagram bio is linked to my Spotify. Okay. So. I'm not there like these go. dorks. I don't have all those playlists and everything. And if this um, episode but, gets 50 likes, we'll all try and grow a beard in the uh, next you said year. It. Hey, uh, Yo, there's no way. So I don't think you have 50 people kidding? to 50 get likes. likes? Are you kidding? Okay, you what's your average, average, man? What's the time frame? Okay, hold on. Let me, in the next hour. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Put an end time on well, it. Okay, real quick. What's shaking. your, like, average likes? Like, that, nope, that's not. Oh, no, mm-hmm. I got to understand so that nope. I can make hey. it seem okay, like a Okay, first of all, this is a new channel that's growing. So the podcast is going to be downloaded somewhere between 2,500 to 5,000 times in the next three months. The YouTube video, who knows? Okay, the YouTube video has to get. So you're already chickening out. Okay, well, within I'm not the next month, out. how That's many? That's more realistic. Let's say you can't within like the next a four podcast. weeks. Within the next, four, yeah, you just, can subscribe to it. Okay, you can't within the next like four it. months, how many likes do we need to get Gus to grow a beard? Next four months. So Sorry, like four the, weeks. Oh, so it, like at the end of the four weeks, if the likes are up, then I start trying to grow a beard. Yes. Oh well, I mean, I four was, weeks from <laughs> Saturday. He said fifty. You said 50? 50? If this right, video fine. gets yeah, 50 likes 50. before 
a month from today. And what does grow a beard mean? What, what does try to grow a beard mean? Yeah. Three months. Okay, and also now three it's months just of me. no shaving. I said, I said us. Three months of no shaving. <laughs> yeah, it's just me now, first of all. Okay. I just want to clarify that. And we'll yeah. all listen to your playlist while you do it. Please do. Yes. Okay. Oh, you know, actually, I got to clean up you can some find me. Since <laughs> you can find me <laughs> at, on Facebook as Charlie Ungamak. You can find the Gird Up podcast and community um, as Gird Up on uh, Facebook. And then Instagram is Gird Up underscore like underscore a underscore man. Um, you can find a website and all that other good stuff. Find us on Patreon. Uh, information's at the end. Go be the man that God created you to be. And you can also go find them digging in the garbage. Like you're one of my students. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to do a roast every time. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as Gird Up underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash Gird Up. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.